0: You're listening to The Bridge Loud in Chicago on QRock 100.7 FM and online worldwide via TheBridgeChicago.com. Hey, this is Jed Brewer. Here's tonight's question. What do I do when I see other people messing up? Should I say something? Let's get into it.
1: You're here on the bridge loud. My name is Matt King, and I'm joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. Let's do this. Also joined by the producer of the show, the man who puts the music together, Jed Brewer. Hello, rock people. Do you mean people who are made of, like, stone?
0: Yeah. No, it's, I thought that's what we were doing.
1: Yeah, it's, it's mostly a subterranean audience. <laughs> maybe maybe people who are just really into geology. Sure. That's right. We're huge in some of your finer geology departments. But uh-huh. Also, with the rock music, so it works on a lot of levels, really. We're answering a question that came into thebridgelad at gmail.com, where you are welcome to write in your questions, be they rock-related or about your life, which is what's going to happen this week. So <laughs> we answer the question that came in. It says, what do I do when I see other people messing up Should I Say Something? And Glenn, I think we can start off with the acknowledgement that, oh, we all wanna.
2: Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, I would love to just... Walk the earth and tell people all the things that are wrong with them. That was bam, screw up. Bam, screw up. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would have so much to do. <laughs> there would be a lot of, uh, lot of activity. Uh, the problem is nobody wants that. Uh, the other problem is it wouldn't actually help anything. You know, certainly we see suffering in, in, in the world or people making mistakes, and we there's a part of us that just wants to help, wants to be a part of that, but. We have to admit that there's part of us that also kind of likes that superior feeling. If I'm tired of looking down on myself, uh, you know, it's it's the guy who's just started a date that sees someone who's overweight, it's the person who just stopped smoking who sees somebody smoking. It's like, let me tell you something about life. I'm about to sort <laughs> you out. Yeah, but that that's uh, as as I said to uh, a cousin of mine at a recent family function. You know how. When people say you're opinionated, it's not a compliment. (laughs) Hey! You've been giving me a lot of opinions, my man. So that's, you know. Think about
1: it. I think a very, very good point in general and a good takeaway from this. And, Jed, maybe one of the reasons that people are not a fan of the other opinionated people is that, as Glenn points out, there's rarely such a thing as someone who entirely feels that they're coming at this from a good place. There's normally a mix of things going on.
0: I think it's true for all of us, man. When we see somebody screwing up, you know, we have kind of a stew of emotions. I think this is true for most of us most of the time. There's part of us that feels bad for that person, you know I mean? Because if you're, you know, you're drinking way too much, this is not, you're not happy. We know this, and I feel bad for you on that level, and, and I don't want to see you make yourself miserable. I don't want to see you hurt other people either. And there's part of us that wants to help. We may not know how to help. We not, may not be qualified to help, but, but we want to, and, and that's a good thing that's desire, whether we can do it or not, is a good thing. And then we've got that sense of like, <laughs> I'm not the screw up for once. I'm not the main screw up. Oh, uh, I'm throwing myself a parade. And that's, you know, we kind of know that's not the most noble of emotions. But it um, is the most delicious. It's fun. It's the most common of emotions. Here's the thing that we need to figure out is we've got this stew of fair, of all understandable emotions, but fairly Emotions, what do we do with them? What do we do with this stew of feelings?
1: And it's an excellent question. It's where we'll pick up right when we come back, right here on the Bridge Loud. You here on the Bridge Loud, my name is Matt King, and once again, I'm joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald.
2: You got your igneous, you got your sedimentary, oh, and you got your metal, those are all the different kinds of rock. Sure,
1: rock facts this week on the Bridge Loud. Yeah, we may have looked at the wrong Wikipedia page when we decided we'd do a rock facts segment, <laughs> but we're soldiering ahead anyway. And joining us in that is the producer of the show, Jed Brewer, your zeppelite, wow, you're Slayerite, oh, your metallicite. <laughs> Very well done. Infusions. Yeah! We're also continuing to answer the question that came to the bridge loud at gmail.com. This week's question says, What do I do when I see other people messing up? Should I say something? And Glenn, in that last segment, Jed left the idea of how do we work start working through kind of the stew of feelings, as he described it. When we see someone messing up, there's very sympathetic, you know, uh, this is going to hurt this person. Maybe there's a little bit of I've been there before. I know how bad that is. There's also a little bit of, Whose turn is it to be the screw-up now, big, cold, hard world? Yeah. So there's definitely a little bit of that in there, but I think as we look at kind of moving forward, if we decide we do want to say something to someone, and we've learned from a day job working with people who are doing a lot of wrong things, Mm. that it's kind of rare that the fact that it's wrong is a surprise to that person.
2: Right. Well, as we were talking about before we hit record, I think uh, some of this is, is having a vision for how this conversation actually will play out. Sure. You know, if you go to someone who's homeless and smoking crack and you say, you know, if you stop smoking the crack... Maybe things would turn around.
1: I think I've identified a big part of your problem, friend.
2: If you say that, they're not going to say, whoa, I never thought of it that way. That's awesome. They know they're homeless from smoking crack. This is the crack. They're paying the price. We're not going to, to say something any stronger than their physical circumstances there. Uh, People will lie to themselves. They'll say, no, I can handle this or whatever. And you can buy into that in an unhealthy way and think, oh, I need to convince them of this lie. If they're working that lie that hard, that's because they know. So we have to get in touch with that and and try and
1: move past that. That is a great point. It really does tie into what we were talking about in that first segment because that's the part that feels great for us as the former screw-up. Uh, Maybe if I would had some bad relationship history If I go to someone and say You know what I think your problem is It's all the cheating you're doing (laughs) Again, rare that person would say Oh, so I bet if I just stopped that This would get better Well, I'll do that now Thank you sir. Yes, but if we're, if we're not just going to go around assaulting people with our uh, acknowledgement of situations, what does that leave us? Well,
0: that's a really good question. I think that is where we're going to need to land here. It's worth repeating that people almost always know when they're messing up with very rare exceptions. Dude, if you're stealing from your job, if you're cheating on your girlfriend, if you're, you know, buying illicit substances and then taking them, you know this is a bad idea. And you know, maybe you're trying to make an argument about, you know, the morality of it, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you're aware it's a high-risk behavior that's likely to bite you on the butt. I mean, it's hard to miss that. So... Going to someone and telling them this thing you're doing is bad, that doesn't have any value. They're likely to punch you if you do it, but it just it doesn't bring a lot to the table. But I think it points out oftentimes we're not sure what else there is. We're not sure what else we could say or would say. If we're not being the sin police, if we're not saying this is bad, that is bad, this other thing is bad too, what what do we do? What else is there? And
1: that's the thing we need to look at. Absolutely. This is what we'll look at. We come back right here on The Bridge Loud. Back here on The Bridge Loud. My name is Matt Kane I'm joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald.
2: Well, is that how you want to do the introductions?
1: No, not really. But okay. I, I heard it too, Glenn. You don't have to point it out to me.
2: I think we all learned a lesson there.
1: Yes. Also joining us, the producer of the show, the man who puts me together, Jed Brewer. Yeah, I feel adequately introduced. That's the best I can hope for, really. We're continuing to answer a question that came in bridge loud at gmail.com. This week's question says, What do I do when I see other people messing up? Should I say something? So, Glenn, we left that last segment with Jed uh, giving us the, the, the idea of the sin police, mm-hmm. which is that I just, my role in this is to point out where everyone else is doing wrong, and then I'm done. Yeah. And I skip along to point out where the next person is doing wrong, hoping not to get punched along the way. Um, so if we're not going to do that because that's not helpful, we don't like when people do that to us, what is there?
2: Well, I think part of this is if we can onboard the idea that they know and we know, whether it's openly admitted or not, but there's a problem here and that, that that we're actually on the same page with that. Then it's about moving forward with uh, finding a way to make a connection there, finding a way to have an, a healthy interaction on that. I think that can start with something as simple as telling people, hey, you know, I care about you. Looks like you're having some struggles here. I don't know all that you're going through and I also don't know all the answers, but... You know, I'll buy you a cheeseburger. We can go into that and look at it. I'm sure between the two of us, we can figure something out on that. I think having that collaborative, loving thing can really change the
1: nature of that conversation. That's a great point. And, Jed, maybe one of the things that's worth exploring more about that is there's a timing element to this. Yes. Part of what feels so good about the Simples, other than kind of if we're kind of indulging our sense of superiority or just a relief is that it's right now yeah man it's it's happening so it may be a better idea to look at what we can do in the future but how do we start thinking that way
0: that's a great question. Well, here's the funny thing about loving people well. Because we don't often think, we think of I either love people or I don't. Which in a sense is true, but you can love people well, and you can love people less well. You know, love has a quality to it. So part of loving people well is figuring out what they will need in the future, and planning ahead for that. I'll give you an example of what I mean. Suppose you've got a buddy who's got a job, and he's just started stealing office supplies. It's a bad idea. They're gonna find out. They're gonna fire him. That's how the story ends. Um, there may be reasons why he's doing it, and it's going says, you can offer to buy him a cheeseburger, say, let's talk about stuff, man. How you doing? But you know, if he doesn't stop it right now, they're going to fire him. At that point, you know, he's getting access to it, is a job placement service. So one of the things that a loving person does is they say, I'm going to go find a job placement service. I'm going to figure out where the good one is because I know he's going to need one. I know he's going to need it. Similarly, I've got a friend and he's he's partying way too hard. He's going to have to figure this out. It's It won't be till he's ready, but I'm going to go figure out where the, where the good AA meeting is, um, where they're cool about stuff where he would fit in so that when he's ready, I know where to take him. I know I know where to point him. We don't often think about that idea of planning ahead to serve people as a part of love. It's actually a big part of love. And when people are on a bad idea and particularly when they're not really looking to come off of it. That's one of the primary ways that we can love them and that in the long term will both help them a lot and mean a lot to them.
1: Absolutely right. Also Loving Less Well was a very unsuccessful Teddy Pendergrass album. (laughs) Teddy was gonna try to keep it humble and the people just didn't respond to it. We're gonna continue to look at this when we come back right here on the Bridge Loud.
2: We know you have struggles, we believe in you, and we want to help.
1: We are back through here on The Bridge Loud. My name is Matt King, and once again, I am joined by the founder of Mission USA, Glenn Fitzgerald. Let's do this. Also joined by the producer of the show, Jed Brewer. Yes. We are continuing to look at a question that came into The Bridge Loud at gmail.com. This week's question says, what do I do when I see other people messing up? Should I say something? And we talked a lot about uh, what are the helpful and maybe unhelpful things to to bring to the stew, as we've talked about, of emotions, of actions. The one thing a stew always benefits from is a little secret sauce. The secret sauce. So, Glenn, as we've talked about before in the show, as we mentioned in this episode, our day job that you've been doing for a long time is working with folks coming out of jail, out of addiction, uh, maybe out of street gangs. These are all people who the one thing they have certainly in common is they are not unclear that these have been mistakes. The state of Illinois has helpfully kept a record of exactly how big of mistakes these are. So what have you learned from helping people who are in that situation?
2: Well, I think the main thing is to recognize that uh, I think we have this mentality of an impatience can help us. Mm. That if I am build up a lot of impatience within myself, that that will motivate me to do good things. Actually, nothing good comes from impatience. Uh, and for that reason, when God sees us struggling, he's patient with us. That's an amazing thing to think about. Because he, you think, well, if he, if he wants to fix it, he must need to want to fix it or, or crave to fix it immediately all the time. But he actually gives us time and space to figure things out or work through a process and learn and grow from all the challenges that we're facing and all the stuff that we're getting wrong. And I think we have to have that same attitude when we deal with other people. Either we have to be patient. We have to show them that we have that desire to help. And that actually can change, again, the, the nature of those conversations a great deal and make them much more fruitful.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. One, one thing I would add on there that we've that I've learned from doing this work for a little while at this point is communication is not what you are saying. It's what the other person is hearing. That's what makes communication happen. If I say something and someone interprets it the other way and acts on that, it really doesn't matter what I said. I need to work with, you know, what they're hearing. And that, that applies to this because, Those of us, who is definitely those of us on the show, and it's definitely me, who've had a lot of mistakes, made a lot of mistakes, maybe had people be uncool about those mistakes, in a weird way, it does make us more adept to help someone who's going through a hard time. But that's not, as we've talked about in a real, I know how bad it is, you need to stop right now. That's saying, well, I know what people said to me that made me feel worse. I know the rare things someone said to me that made me feel like they were actually on my side. And they felt better. So if you had that kind of experience we've had, that makes you exactly the person who can help out in these ways. That's really tapping into what made you feel feel respected and feel loved and what helped you get going forward. We know you can be that person for someone else. So what God wants for you. It's what we want for you. We'll see you next week right here on The Bridge Loud.